Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. All right, here we go. It's your host, Ray Tucker. And Jay Jones. Coming to you again live from our living room. <laughs> right. Tell you where we stand on cultural issues from mm-hmm. a biblical perspective, biblical and a black perspective. Yes. All right. And today we are talking about On God. On God. On God. <laughs> In the case for God. All right. You know, but we had we had to go there because you know sometimes people in our culture, especially nowadays, yes. man, we've been hearing that a lot. People, yeah. people just just be like, "Oh, on God, right?" Like, why? I'm like, why, man? That's on God, you know. <laughs> but but what? But now, the funny thing is, when you really probe them and press them, they don't really believe in God. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it, it, it to me, it's like the whole on my mama back in the day. Yeah, if I put it on my mama, then it's believable, uh-huh. right? So now, now I'm, I'm serious. Further, you know, on God, uh huh. <laughs> it just becomes this this cultural expression, right. like when you sneeze, God bless you. And it's weird. I watch movies sometimes that exist in a different universe where there is a different God, but you'll still have people in the movie say, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even exist in your universe. You know, <laughs> and, and we're going to talk about that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to put forth some uh, logical arguments and talk about faith. And that's pretty much it. And wrap right. it up after that. So yep. we'll try to keep it. It, it looks too, looks like two short points, but, you know, it's some lengthy stuff in there. So we're going to try to keep it short and concise to the point. So forgive right. me if I'm talking a lot, but right. I'll talk fast. We talk a lot. Because I'm a New Yorker. Right. <laughs> New York. Anyways, um, so off the top, we believe there is one and only one living and true God. He is an intelligent, spiritual, and personal being, the creator, redeemer, preserver, and ruler of the universe. Yes. God is infinite in holiness and in all other perfections. God is all powerful, all knowing, and his perfect knowledge extends to all things past, present, and future, including the future decisions of his free creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it. We believe in one God eternally existing in three equal persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who have the same nature and attributes, but who are distinct in office and activity. So that's pretty much our disclaimer, right? right? So, so that's the position that we come from, and we just want to put that out up front. And if you don't want to watch the video after that, we ain't gonna blame you. But at least you know where we stand up front, and we're not gonna sugarcoat it and just kind of just lead people on. And you know, oh, where do they stand? Oh, well, that's where we stand. Boom, right there. Right now, to back that up, let's go into logical arguments, right? So first up, Leibitz contingency argument, right? And the assumption is that the universe is just there. That's all. No explanation needed. Mm. Well, everything has to have an explanation of its existence. Right. If my son just popped out of nowhere, I'd be like, where'd you come from? Exactly. Right? Man, God dang it. One second. Keep, we keep this rolling. Yeah. But I, 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 <laughs> well, while he's over there stopping that alarm, there has to be an explanation for the existence. And it doesn't make sense to me that 
you would put more faith in assuming that the universe just has no explanation as opposed to a creator. And there's an explanation for that alarm, too, because that's usually... You know, all child's bath and bedtime and stuff right exactly. now. So, exactly. <laughs> so we got the alarm going off right there in the living room. So that way, when we're all out here playing, again, we're recording this in the evening today. Mm-hmm. Usually we're in a, in the middle of daytime somewhere, right. but it's such a life. Did, did that alarm just come to be? It just came out of nowhere. You know, we, we, just, <laughs> we just found all the parts in the field and it just came together into an iPhone. Oh my <laughs> but yeah, you know, so so the premise is that everything that exists has to have an explanation of its existence, either in the necessity of its nature, that is like numbers mm-hmm. exist by necessity, mm-hmm. all right, or in an external cause. If the universe has an explanation of its existence, that explanation is God. Yep. If the universe exists, therefore, the explanation of the universe's existence is God. Yep. And again, oh, we didn't mention this time, right? So we, we're going to post some videos on the on the, in the descriptions. And where I found these, I mean, I kind of we kind of knew these arguments. We kind of heard them from right. different places, different right. people over time. But I stumbled across... Um, well, I kind of knew of Lane uh, William Lane Craig mm-hmm. from Right Now Media. He has a series on there um, talking about God and, and, and really smart guy. Holy cow, right? But on his website, he has all these arguments laid out, you know, like these in these vid- they really neat, short, concise videos that are right. awesome. Great and we're videos. We're gonna post those links on our description page. Check so, them out if you have time. Yeah. So so we're just kind of summarizing these arguments here for you guys, mm-hmm. right? We're not, we're not even getting into all of them, right? right. So I want to make sure that, that's clear. But um, the three main points of the contingency argument is that you have um, necess- necessarily existence versus contingency existence. God exists necessarily because nothing caused God to come into being. Mm-hmm. Everything else exists because of something else acting upon it. Right. 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 That's really it. Right. Yeah. You know, moving on. I'm not going to beat that horse, but um, like I said, to go to that video. Go look right. at those videos. You know, it'll, it'll we're just kind of, you know, playing fast and loose right here, right now. But <laughs> yeah. we, we're trying to explain the videos the best we can, but good arguments. But the uh, column cosmological argument, the assumption there is no causality. The Big Bang just happened or the universe is just there. And that's all. No causality. Yeah, and it's kind of like a continuation of the first one, right. you know, like something, you know, the, the kind of two sides of the same coin almost, mm-hmm. you know, like right. something that has to be a reason mm-hmm. and something has to cause it, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. that's kind of what the premise is. Whatever begins to exist has a cause. Mm-hmm. The universe began to exist. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the universe has a cause. Right. 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 And the two main points backing that up is one number one, the second law of thermodynamics, which is the process of taking the processes taking place in a closed system always tend towards a state of equilibrium. Mm. In other words, decay. Um, or in other words, there's a definite beginning. Right. You know, if something is decaying, that means it had a, a state of being that was higher than what it was Absolutely. before. Right. So it's kind of speaking towards the laws of entropy. Right. And just as a side note, the reason why God can be eternal and nothing caused him is because at some point something had to begin the cause. Yep. In order for all the effects to happen. And yep. that's where we get God. 
Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. So, the universe cannot cause itself into being. Therefore, something outside of the universe had to cause it into being. Mm-hmm. You know, and the cause must be spaceless, timeless, immaterial, uncaused, and immensely powerful. Like God. Like God. Like God. <laughs> <laughs> like, On God. Like God. <laughs> 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 we gotta laugh through science, otherwise Ooh. we ain't gonna make it. I'm telling you, we, we gotta get y'all to laugh at something on God. No, <laughs> on God. <laughs> but um, next up, it's the fine tuning of the universe argument, right? I love this one. You know, an assumption is again, the universe is just random chance, right? You know, just luck of the draw. To think you're lucky stars that we're here, right? They kill me with the with the faith in randomness or the faith in just something just happening it it makes more sense again when we look around us to believe that creation yeah it's that 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 phone that just went off over there <laughs> you caused it to go off you really did yep, yeah, arms, yeah, yeah you just forgot about yeah, it yeah I, 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 I own that one <laughs> luckily god doesn't uh forget and he knows all so <laughs> Yeah, quack, quack, it's, it's 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 for a duck for for bath time, the rubber ducky stuff, you know. Quack, so quack. just so, just so you know, it's, it's not, a great mind right you know. here. <laughs> it's so that my son knows that it's it's bath time, right. and he gets to play with the rubber duckies because he yeah. little duckies going off in the background. <laughs> it's not because I like Duck Dynasty. I mean, I do like Duck Dynasty, but right. that's not the reason why. Right. But anyways, moving on. Duck is good too, by the way. Oh, I gotta tell you about this spot that got. Oh, we doing a podcast. <laughs> I gotta tell you about this spot that got some good ducks, man. <laughs> But okay, anyway, the fine-tuning argument. (laughs) So, uh, moving on. So, the main premise is there are constants and quantities about our universe Mm -hmm. that are dialed to such an exact value that if any of these values were changed, then no physical interactive life of any kind could exist anywhere. For example, the force of gravity is determined by the gravitational constant and if this constant varied by one and ten to the sixtieth parts, then none of us would exist. Right. So, this ten to the sixtieth parts is more than a total number of cells in your body, right? So, if the gravitational force varied by less than one cell in your body, well, we're all done. We're done for. We're all done for. You know, a chance at most would bring about patches of order. Mm-hmm. But the chances of this amount of order in a universe falling into place is mathematically impossible, or I like to use the phrase mathematically absurd. God be putting this stamp. He said, I'm going to do something. I'll, y'all going to be stuck in amazement. And that's but only that's only one constant. Exactly. You know, this that like, go back and watch the video. The video talks about at least three or four different mm-hmm. constants. Like mm-hmm. it just it just becomes so absurd when you really think about it and actually look at it. Like right. it's you talk about the expansion rate right. and stuff like that. And I'm like it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, man. Like it, you cannot. Mm-mm. But moving on, we're not gonna keep we're not gonna stay there for too long. All right. It's about the moral argument. Is your favorite one here? Yes, it is. The <laughs> assumption you can be good without believing in God. Now, the real question is, can you be good without God? Mm. Right? Now, the biblical answer, of course, Christ said none are good but the Father. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the moral argument. <laughs> so glad the premise? Yes, the premises. If God does not exist, then objective moral values do not exist. But objective moral values and duties do exist. Therefore, God exists. 
again, this is why we call them logical arguments because right. these are just a simple logic. Um, right. You know, this mm-hmm. is not something that we're putting forth as empirical evidence because you can't empirically prove God because mm-hmm. if you could, then it wouldn't be God. Right. <laughs> right. If you could reach out and grab him and say, this is God, mm-hmm. then right. you'll be a golden calf, mm-hmm. not a God. Right. <laughs> yep. All right. So two points to that. The question is not whether you believe in God, but whether you can be good if there's no God, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not a matter of belief or not. It's a matter of right and wrong. Right. Right. And God, what God presents an objective moral standard. If there are no objective moral standards, then how can you differentiate between what's right and what's wrong? How can you have a claim to justice? Right. The idea is really morality has to be above us. Mm-hmm. Right. If if survival of the fittest is true then morality has no place. Right. You know, why should I give water and food to those who are weak and helpless? I'm like, well, if you're weak and helpless, that's your fault. Poo-poo on you. You competition. You you competition. Like, why why should I give up my hard-earned stuff to someone who's in need? Right, mm-hmm. if if evolution is true, if survival of the is true, and how do you even know that it's the right thing to do? Exactly, because the morality is uh, hardwired in us. Yeah, it's it's transcendent upon us, Absolutely. like it's, it's above us. Right. Absolutely. But again, we're not going to sit on that for too long. Right. We're moving on, we got a lot, to, a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. Yeah, suffering and evil argument, the logical problem. So we're, we're going to talk about two sides of this, right? So we've got the logical side and then the probability side. Right. All right, so this is a logical one right here. So the assumptions behind this one is with all the suffering and evil in the world, how can anybody believe in an all-loving, all-powerful God? And if God does exist, why would anyone want to worship him? Mm-hmm. Now, I understand this is a real compelling argument. Right, and, and we, we get it when it comes to it's really also an emotional argument, yeah, absolutely. right? Absolutely. And one thing we one thing we don't want to do is we don't want to invalidate someone who who's who's had who've been through suffering, been through pain, absolutely. who've been raped. Who, yes. we, we did we did a whole we did episodes yes. on rape culture yeah. and rape survivors. Mm-hmm. Go check that stuff out, please. Mm-hmm. If this is the first video you're seeing from us, yeah. right? So so we definitely empathize with people absolutely. who who've been suffering absolutely. and been in pain, mm-hmm. and we don't want to minimize that, no. right? But this is that's the logical argument, right? That we put in, that that's been put forth, right? Absolutely. So, how do we combat that? I don't say combat, but how do we um, approach it? Mm-hmm. Is you know, number one. Oh, oh, let me back up first. So, back up. To, first of all, there, there's two assumptions baked into that assumption, right? Or yeah, two two further assumptions baked right. into that assumption. You know, they believe that it's logically impossible for God and suffering to both exist. But suffering does exist, therefore God does not exist. All right. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I should. Okay, yeah. So if God it's yeah. yeah. If God is willing to prevent evil but not able, then he is not all powerful. If he is able to prevent evil but not willing, then he is not good. But if he is both willing and able, how can God exist? If he is neither able nor willing, then why call him God? And this is from um, Epicurus, the Greek philosopher, founder of the Epicurean school. Um, this is back in from 341 and 270 BC. And um, this guy 
basically he's putting forth the argument of why God, right? Mm-hmm. With the suffering and evil. And he's putting forth four questions, you know, and, and again, we get it. I get it from where he's coming from. You know, it's very compelling argument to believe. Mm-hmm. Right. And if that's all you heard, you, you walk away thinking that, okay, well, there really is no God and here's why. And, and like I said, we get it, right. you know, but here's what we believe from my standpoint, that it is possible for both suffering to uh, suffering and God to exist, and let's let's mess up on my slide a little bit here. But anyway, sometimes suffering comes about to bring about a greater good, such as surgery, exercise, discipline. Um, and a burden of proof lies in the proving of a negative and the absolute. So here's the main thing, right? To say there is no God. Mm-hmm is to say there exists nowhere in the universe a white rock with black spots. But to know this, you would have to be present mm-hmm. in all the universe mm-hmm. at all time, which would then make you ever-present mm-hmm. or otherwise possessing omnipresence, mm-hmm. right? You would, then have no- you would then have all knowledge of everything past, present, and future to know if there was, is, or ever will be mm-hmm. a white rock with black spots, making you all-knowing or omniscient. Mm-hmm. And once you're both omnipresent and omniscient, mm-hmm. you are then omnipotent, mm-hmm. otherwise or that is all-powerful. Mm-hmm. Thus, to say there is no God... To affirm a negative in the absolute mm-hmm. is to posit the very godlike attributes to yourself in order to say there is no God. All right? A lot of people don't really think through this argument. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And the thing is, one of the <laughs> two of my favorite questions to ask people when they say something like that, oh, there is no God. My first question is where? Where? Where is there no God? Right. Yeah. It to it it you you're putting yourself in the place of God and determining first of all you're determining how God should be right yeah well God should be like this and because he's not like this you don't know the mind of God mm-hmm. you've just put yourself in the place of God and determining how things should be come on now, now who are you and who are you? Oh man, I love when um <laughs> when 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 God was it was asking Job all of the questions like were you there when I made the stars and the heavens and the moon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he damned them. Like, who are you? Right. <laughs> Sixty four questions. Or you know? when Paul uh, says that uh, who are you, uh, Clay, to question the Potter? Mm-hmm. He shut it down. <laughs> it's like yeah, you know. My other favorite question is asking when. Right. When was there no God? Right. Now you ain't you ain't eternal. Have you been alive? Exactly. Right, like we are a vapor. Mm-hmm. You know, we are like the we are like grass. All the flesh is like grass. Mm-hmm. You know, here one day, going tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm.